This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, episode 36, the biggest myth about academic writing and speaking on the IELTS. You are listening to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English. We believe in connection, not perfection, and we are here to show you how to get the seven that you need on your next IELTS exam. Subscribe to our show and join Jessica Beck, the examiner of excellence, and Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer, coming to you from Portland, Oregon, and Boston, Massachusetts, USA. In today's episode, you'll learn the biggest myth about academic writing and speaking and why this does not apply to the IELTS exam. Are you ready to take your IELTS preparation to the next level? Get our free video training course to get a seven or higher on your IELTS exam. The course is given by Jessica Beck, the examiner of excellence with 10 years of experience in this field. Go to allearsenglish.com slash training to get your free video course. That's allearsenglish.com slash T-R-A-I-N-I-N-G. This podcast has helped thousands of people get the scores they need on IELTS with two new free episodes every week. You get advice on everything IELTS from idioms to academic vocabulary, grammar to pronunciation, and even test strategies for every part of the exam. Don't miss an episode. Hit follow right now. Hey, Jessica. Hey, Lindsay, what's a happening? How, how you doing? How you doing? Good, good. Very good. A little bit chilly. I'm actually colder than you what? are in Boston. So that's Finally, crazy. the tables are turned. I know. I know. Arg. I'm sorry. It'll probably change in a couple of days. Even though it's like mid-April now, we'll probably get another snowstorm in Boston, knowing how this winter's gone. Seriously, I think you're still due for one more. So don't don't oh get used God. to spring yet. Don't oh put away your God. jackets. Oh, but I can't wait. It's coming. May. The month of May is coming and it's going to be Awesome. Woohoo! Camping, <laughs> camping weather. <laughs> yeah, camping is super fun. And taking the IELTS exam is super fun too, isn't it? <laughs> it it can be and it should be. Well, you know, I maybe we shouldn't promise that taking the exam is fun, but yeah. preparing with us is fun. Absolutely. And then finishing <laughs> The exam after you've prepared with us is fun right. because you know you've done well and you're feeling yeah. confident and you're on top of the world. Exactly. <laughs> so the before and after, that's what we're looking at. That's the fun parts. <laughs> that's it. That's what we're here to help our listeners with. And so we got a question from one of our listeners. Mm -hmm. And the question was, you know, our listener feels that the questions on the speaking test are just a little bit too broad. They're too general. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he or she was wondering, what can we do when we get a super broad general question? What can we grab onto? You know, a few yeah. days, a few weeks ago, we talked about the who, what, when, and where why framework, right, Jessica? But what else yeah. can we do? Like, what else can we grab onto to get more narrow quickly? Sure, sure. So especially in the speaking, guys, I think your 
um, first instinct, your first response should be to talk about your um, personal experience. So it specific examples from your personal life. Um, mm. So for example, maybe, and you know, the listener is right. A lot of these questions are, are very broad, like super yeah. broad. Like mm-hmm. um, how, let's see, where do you buy your shoes? Like, oh, okay, no, actually that's kind of specific. Um, that's, <laughs> that's easy okay. for a personal story, right? <laughs> okay. How about, um, do you enjoy exercise? Like that mm-hmm. seems, that seems right. quite broad, right? Or like, or like what kind of exercise is good for you or what kind of exercise is beneficial, most beneficial, like a very broad question, right? Right. Yeah. So, um, if you answer in a broad way, um, you're not going to get a good score because your vocabulary is going to be too general. The, you won't get that fluency score because you won't be able to give more than a couple sentences. So go straight to personal experience. So, um, what was that? first one we said. So do you enjoy exercise? So, you know, think about your most recent experience with this topic. Say, yeah, of course I enjoy exercise. In fact, just yesterday I was going for a bike ride in um, on a, a mountain near my house. And it was so cool. I saw new cherry blossom trees. And, you know, the more you mm. get into the story, then it's detailed, then your vocab score goes up, your fluency score goes up. So yeah, yeah. really yeah. boast about yourself. <laughs> mm, and I think that phrase is really good. In fact, like how do we lead into getting very specific? Like how do we open a story, right? Using Ooh. in fact is a great way to mark that. Right? Totally. Yeah. Mm. And this is what we, we, we've talked about in the past also in speaking and writing. You need to have these transition phrases or these linking phrases. Um, even though native speakers don't use them all the time, you have to use them on the test to get that fluency and coherence score because examiners listen for those linking words. So mm. yeah, if you're introducing a story, you can say like, in fact, or even indeed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or what about actually, right? Something uh-huh. like actually, like I love exercise and actually I just started a Bikram yoga class. Have you ever yeah. heard of Bikram yoga? It's totally crazy. My gosh, you're in a hot room, you know, oh, for gosh. an hour and a half and you're doing all these crazy stretches and it's just a very intense experience, right? That- so going very specifically using actually. Mm-hmm. I, you know, okay, no, on a total side note, I'm kind of nervous <laughs> about that hot yoga because I'd imagine yeah. the, there's like wa- there's like steam and water dripping on you from the ceiling. Does that happen? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it just feels like you're under a hairdryer. <laughs> oh, ugh, ugh, okay. I don't think I'm going to try that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, it's debatable as to whether or not it's really healthy. I'm still trying to figure out if it's something I want to continue, but, right. you know, <laughs> it's an experience, I suppose. <laughs> oh, but that's a good IELTS phrase. You could say it's debatable. Ooh, good one. It's that's debatable. Really yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So in um, yeah. speaking part three and writing task two, when you're talking about different opinions of something, you could say it's debatable. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Get answers to your most common questions about the IELTS exam and find out how to get a seven or higher in our free video training course with Jessica Beck, the examiner of excellence. Get it now if you go to allearsenglish.com slash T-R-A-I-N-I-N-G. Remember, guys, it's free and it's a three-part video training course. Go to allearsenglish.com slash training. So don't be shy about talking about yourself. So, so Jessica, the method here, the message that we're trying to send to our listeners is just always go to that personal story, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So let's take it because I think in part one, that's sort of common sense, you know, because the questions mm-hmm. are personal. Let's take it to part mm-hmm. three, which I think is more mm-hmm. more challenging. So I'm just looking at some some practice practice exams from from a Cambridge series here. Um, and one of the part three questions are, what are the main reasons why people organize family parties in your country? So Ooh. it's a it's a broad question because it's asking you for general reasons. But the best mm-hmm. way to answer that is to give personal um, examples. So you could say like, well, I mean, the main reason, obviously, is so families can get together. They don't see each other very often. And then you could say like, interestingly enough, or funnily enough, I just had a family reunion last week. You did. (laughs) Perfect question for you. Absolutely. That's not true. That's not true. I'm just, I'm just giving an example answer. (laughs) Or what about using the phrase in my experience, right? Ooh, that's good. Our family gets together when we want to celebrate someone's birthday or when Mm -hmm. we have a family tradition to do it on a certain day. So in my experience, yeah. Yeah. In my experience, in personal experience, um, mm-hmm. well, from in my view, no, that's more of an opinion, huh? Um, I like, right. I like the phrases mm-hmm. like interestingly enough or funnily enough, mm-hmm. like I, like this just mm-hmm. happened to me or something like that. Yeah, I like that. I like that. So it it kind of introduces that element of surprise a little bit. So the examiner might kind of perk up. Oh, what is interesting? Like, what are they going to say? You're going to wake up the examiner, which is what we want to do. Yeah, (laughs) totally. What if you are like the examiner's 20th student for the day and the (laughs) examiner has heard (laughs) this answer already? Like, say something interesting. Use personal examples because, you know, they're yours. You can add interesting details about them. Your pronunciation will be better because you're excited about this memory. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. That's a really good point, Jessica. I think when we're introducing our own personal experience, there's no way we can't have more interesting pronunciation. We have to add more feeling because we're excited, hopefully, about sharing our story. So in my experience, or interestingly enough, right, we're Mm -hmm. showing some some variation in our voice. Exactly, exactly. Um, And as um, it's sort of an extra piece of advice here, and I don't know if this is what the listener was asking about, because mm-hmm. in speaking, a lot of this advice is, uh, you know, you, I think uh, many teachers would probably give you this advice, but 
Or you may be able to guess that yourself about speaking, that you should talk about yourself. Mm -hmm. But what a lot of students don't know is that on the IELTS exam, you can actually use your personal experience on the writing test, too. Ooh, that is a pro tip. (laughs) A pro tip. (laughs) Dun, dun, dun. I need like a big introduction for that. (laughs) I know. Pro tip. (laughs) Really? And why do most people not realize that? I mean, why? Why do we miss this? Yeah. So um, in academic writing, if you take any academic writing class in any language school or university in the world, they're going to tell you that it is not formal and not academic to use personal stories. In fact, you're not Uh even supposed to say I and you in academic writing, you know? So if you're approaching this like you would any other academic essay, You know, those are the rules that you would follow. But IELTS is different, okay? You don't have a library. You don't have Wikipedia to look at to do some research and get examples. So the best examples you can come up with are from your own experience, from your own life, or um, you make it up. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, that's really good news, you know, because again, as we've said, it's it's good to be able to talk about your own experience. It just makes things so much easier. Yeah. Ah, it's good easier. News. Yeah, totally. It's easier. It saves time because you're not trying, you're not wasting time thinking about some amazing, you know, reason or example. Don't waste your time. Right. Use that time wisely. Write what you know. Write the first idea you think of, the first specific mm-hmm. example you think of. Because remember what you are graded on. IELTS doesn't grade you on your research abilities. IELTS is grading right. you on <laughs> your, right? Like your vocabulary and your linking words. Sure. So if you're using sure. those skills, you're using good vocabulary to talk about your personal example, you're fine. You're still hitting that seven and higher range. Absolutely. I like that. So this is a go-to strategy. Again, if we feel like we've been given a question in the writing or the speaking section Mm -hmm. that's super broad and we're flailing and we're starting to panic, right? And we don't know what we're actually going to say. We want to get out of theory, out of those facts and cold, hard ideas and go straight to our own hearts, which is our own experiences. Exactly, exactly. So don't be nervous about that. And in fact, I think it'll be more interesting for the examiner to read because it's not going to be the same (laughs) as everyone else. So for a variety of reasons we've mentioned on this show, go to personal experience. So many reasons. Love it. Love it. Super helpful. Thanks for hanging out today, Jessica. This has been great. My pleasure. My pleasure. Enjoy (laughs) your warm weather out there in Boston. I know. Well, it lasts, right? (laughs) Have a good day. I will. I'm going to go for a run now. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Awesome. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English. And if you want to get tips from Lindsay and Jessica every week on how to get a seven on your next IELTS exam, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your computer or on your smartphone. Thanks again and see you soon. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. 
making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car, like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive. You can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.